Good morning. I'm Joe Collins, and I want to say Happy Easter. It is great to have you here, here with us this morning, worshiping. Uh, you might notice we're in a smaller venue this morning as opposed to the entire ballroom, and that's because our sister church, the Shoreline Church, is having their own Easter service this evening at 4 o'clock down in Oxnard, and they're really excited about that, especially since we'll be launching that service down there probably sometime in June. And so they're really looking forward to the opportunity to have a regular worship service down there in their neck of the woods. And so this is going to be probably our new venue going forward, which is nice, saves us money, but hopefully we'll be able to blow those doors out eventually as we hope to grow and we'll need to have the larger ballroom uh, and maybe one day even our own facility. But I want to say thank you for being with us this morning and worshiping with us. I am Joe Collins and we have a special service planned for you today. And really, this is one of those services where you get to actually sit and receive, and that's totally okay. Normally, we have church, and we like to come and expect everyone to give because we all like to worship together. But today, special day, it's Easter, we want you to be ministered to, and so we've got a whole service planned. We've got lots of different people participating in the service, and they're going to come and give to you this morning, and we're going to celebrate Easter Together, As I said at the beginning, we do have kids class open right now for fifth graders down through six months. And so if you want to sign your child in, you can. It is open and they're welcome to go to class. They have something special in there. Uh, but if you'd like your, your family to be together, that's totally fine as well. After service today, we do have a little photo booth area set up. Now we don't have a professional photographer but we assume everybody's got a cell phone that can take pictures. And so we set up a little photo booth for you so you can have a picture with your family, your kids. There's some silly things there. There's some nice things there. But uh, take advantage of it at the end of service and uh, enjoy uh, some time of fellowship afterwards. Uh, we're really, really honored to have you. The plan for today is this. We're going to have a mixture of scripture reading, some uh, uh, devotional readings, some videos, and some music. And the whole idea is to basically walk through the story of Easter as recorded in the book of John, chapter 20. So we're going to start in verse 1. We're going to go through the whole book and retell the story of Easter, of Jesus' resurrection. And hopefully, by the end of today, you'll be inspired, you'll be encouraged, you'll be fed, and you'll be uh, uh, um, appreciative of all that God has done for us through his son, Jesus Christ, and through his resurrection. So I'm going to say a prayer. And then after I'm done, Emery Spencer is going to be our first reader, and she's going to read John chapter 20, verses 1 through 10. And then afterwards, there'll be a video, and then we'll be launched into our service, and it's just going to flow one after the other. But let's go to God in prayer at this time. Father, thank you for bringing us together and for this great opportunity to worship you, and I pray, God, that your spirit is with us. Help us to really connect with the resurrection this morning, to appreciate what Jesus did for us in dying and resurrecting and the open door that he gave us into the kingdom of heaven. We're so grateful for that. We pray all these things to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, who Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, 
but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Peter, stop! We'll get the guys to help with the search and then we'll divide up, all right? We'll have Andrew take the north, Bartholomew will take the bottom. Peter, stop! Look, I'm just as confused about this as you are. Someone stole him. That's the only logical explanation, John. Wait, 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 okay? Look, what we witnessed today. I, I, the guards, I, they took him. We have to move swiftly. We have to rebury the body properly. Look, Peter, stop! Okay. We need to go tell the others. Tell them what? What we saw. We saw nothing. Exactly. John, do you not understand that they are trying to stop us? That's why Jesus kept waking us up to pray. That's why they got to Judas. That's why. That's why they arrested Jesus. Just the other day, I was looking at him. I was looking him in the eye and I, and I told him that I loved him and that I would follow him to the ends of the earth. He was supposed to be our king. He is the king. When we were in the tomb, I remember something Jesus said. The linens were just lying there. That they, they were just lying there. No, no. Think bigger. Look, all of this, all of it was supposed to be preparing us for this moment, for that empty tomb. We just couldn't see it. Couldn't see what? When Mary came back and said that the tomb was empty and that the angel of the Lord was there, that's when it started to come back. John, enough. We can reminisce about this later. Jesus is missing. We have to go find him. He's not missing. That, that's the point. Look, he was trying to tell us about this. Jesus was preparing us for this. He's risen. Peter, he's a different kind of king, and he always was. Peter, do you remember that night Jesus asked us who we thought he was? When he called me Satan? Yeah. Yeah, I called him... Lord of all, Peter. We just didn't understand. But he's gone. No, he's risen. He did it. 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 Peter, he's risen. He's risen. He's risen. He's risen. He did it. Do you hear that world? He's risen. He's risen! He's risen!
I was sharing a story about um, the celebration that we call Ikhwan began some 2,000 years ago with an empty tomb. While the death of Jesus had been observed by both friends and enemies, no one observed the resurrection. The first indication that something extraordinary happened was early Sunday morning when Mary found the tomb open and empty. Alarmed, she called Peter and John to the scene. They entered and found no one. The real story is what not what they found, but what they didn't find. No seal, no guards, and no body. In, in accordance with Jewish practice at the time, Jesus' remains were washed and wrapped in linen, then, pla- then placed in a nearby tomb with a large stone covered the, covering the entrance. Curiously, the stone was also sealed into place, and an around-the-clock guard was posted nearby. Why the extra precautions? Because Jesus promised, after three days, I will rise again. The religious authorities who condemned him were concerned that overzealous followers might try to steal his body and claim he had risen. They never expected him to keep his promise, but he did. The movement Jesus started would have easily been lost to history if the seal was never broken, if the guards stayed at their post, and his body never left the tomb. But it was, they did, and he did. Throughout history, no reasonable explanation has been able to account for these and many other curiosities surrounding the death and burial of Jesus Christ, except for the resurrection. John 20, 11 to 18. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the hand and other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried in Arabic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go and said to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord, and she told them that, she, that he had said these things to her. Would you? It is clear from all accounts that the risen Jesus is the same person who died on the cross. Yet strangely, in many resurrection appearances, Jesus wasn't initially recognized by those who knew him best. After witnessing the crucifixion, the last thing his followers ever expected to see was Jesus alive again. However, Jesus wasn't the only one 
who was hard to recognize after the resurrection. At the time of Jesus' arrest, his followers fled in all directions. They were terrified and in hiding. Then something unexpected happened. Not long after the first Easter Sunday, those close to him who had witnessed the crucifixion and burial only a short time ago began to boldly and publicly proclaim that Jesus had raised from the dead. They did so at tremendous personal risk. Of the 11 men who knew him best, all but one died a martyr's death. Many more followers suffered persecutions and death as well, and did so willingly. It has been said that people will die for a cause that they believe in. But what about a lie? If Jesus never died on the cross and his remains were never really placed in the tomb, and he never really rose from the dead, then every man and woman who claimed to witness these things suffered for a cause that they knew to be a lie. Would you? There's only one explanation for such a radical change among those who knew Jesus best, the resurrection. This is my awesome family. I, had, I just had to, had to say something. Yeah. Um, join me in, in a worship, worshipful prayer now, okay? Let's, let's worship in prayer. I'll lead us. I'll lead our team. Father God, I'm, uh, I'm not that good at worshiping. <laughs> uh, but I pray, Lord, that as a congregation, um, this fellowship could help me uh, to worship you. Uh, we, we, we pray, Lord, that our worship can be uh, something that you find um, that we... <laughs> that we're doing it the right way. Uh, and if we're not, let us know, and we, we want to change it. But again, Father, we, we worship you. We worship you now, Lord. We worship you. Father, we praise you as well, and I think that's in the same, in the same department. Uh, we praise you, Lord. We praise you for just the awesome God that you are, uh, and I forget that so often and, or dismiss it so often or, or just miss it so often. But you are praiseworthy in our worship of you. We, we praise you, Lord, um, and we pray that we can see you in all things, and you are in all things, Lord. I also, Lord, want to thank you. I, I, this prayer, or maybe all prayer, wouldn't be complete without thanksgiving. Again, Lord, uh, which I don't do all that often enough. I take so much for granted, Lord. But uh, I ask this fellowship to join me in, in, in thanking you for this, for the sun this morning and the, this fellowship for what Jesus did. He, he, he died and now he, he's, he's risen, Lord. And uh, please let this be a sincere prayer, Father, from my heart and from the hearts of, of my brothers and sisters and our friends, and our neighbors that are here today, Lord. We have a gift of rebirth that um, is not something that um, is easy to find in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the, the world out there, to start over, 
to emerge from, 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 from death, as Jesus did, Lord. I pray that we celebrate that today, Father God. And I pray that we celebrate and renew our conviction, and that I renew my conviction, Father, that Jesus is Lord on this Easter. Thank you. Of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for the fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Jesus appears to his disciples. By Sunday night, the dazed and confused disciples gathered in a locked room. They needed time to catch their breath and make sense of all that happened. Then suddenly Jesus appeared and said, Shalom, a typical Hebraic greeting translated into English as peace be with you. It was Jesus' way of telling his disciples that everything was going to be okay. He wanted them to experience an inner peace and clarity that only comes in and because of his presence. All at once, the breathless disciples were breathing again. With their nerves calmed and minds at rest, an overwhelming joy filled their hearts. Their teacher, leader, and friend who once was dead and had the wounds to prove it is alive again. Then suddenly and again, shalom. This time it was more than a wish for them to be clear-minded and at peace. It was also a mission. As Jesus was sent by the Father to breathe peace into them, he now sent them to breathe that same peace into others. The kind peace that carries with it forgiveness. We too share this mission. Will you be the one to breathe peace into your family, friends, and neighbors? Will you be the one who tells them forgiveness is found in and because of the risen Jesus? Will you tell them about the resurrection? Good morning. Uh, at this time, uh, as the communion is being passed, uh, we're going to take about a couple minutes to uh, privately reflect on the uh, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And uh, after that, we'll go to our next segment. John 20, 24 through 29. Now Thomas, one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen, and yet they have believed. 
After Mary, Jesus also appeared to a number of women, as well as two disciples walking on the road to Emmaus. Then Peter and finally the rest of the disciples, for reasons unknown, the only person is in Jesus' inner circle not to have seen him that first Sunday was doubting Thomas. We call him that because no matter how hard the others tried to convince him that Jesus really had risen from the dead, he refused to believe, saying, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. The following Sunday, he got what he asked for and a whole lot more. Thomas and the other disciples were in the same locked room as before when suddenly he was face to face with the risen Jesus and cried, my Lord and my God. And with that, doubting Thomas was no more. And witnessing Thomas was born. Tradition says Thomas witnessed in Babylon, then Persia, and continued witnessing until his martyrdom in India. Since then, billions of people throughout history have cried, my Lord and my God. Today, Christianity is by far the largest religion in the world and the only one with a major presence on every continent. Thanks to former doubters like Thomas. What's the one thing that can convince people who never personally met the risen Jesus or even lived at the same time in history to erase their doubts, believe? John chapter 20, verse 30 through 31. Jesus performed many other signs in presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. The purpose of John's gospel. The author of this resurrection account tells us that he recorded these events so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Let's consider for a moment the significance of the resurrection. If Jesus really did rise from the dead, and the evidence says he did, then he really is divine. Therefore, all doubts about him are groundless. He cannot have been merely a carpenter, teacher, or even a prophet. He has to be who he claimed to be, the Son of God, and through his sacrifice on the cross, he atoned for our sins. And through his resurrection, he offers eternal life to all who put faith in him. We believe. We believe in God the Father. We believe he made heaven and earth and you and me. Created from the hands of the creator. We didn't make ourselves, no. He has made us. We believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, the one that was spat on, the one that was crucified on our behalf, the one that our sin put into the grave. But our worst could not keep his best from shining through. On the third day, he rose out of the grave. On the third day, he invaded the world. On the third day, he was free. On the third day, we are free. The third day changed the world forever. 
Today can be the third day. Today is the day that God has made. Today is the day Christ will transform our lives. Today our broken hearts are healed by his hands. Today he will rescue us from the grave. Rejoice, people of God. Shine in his glorious light. We believe the good news. God is here and his grace will change the world. This we believe. We're going to conclude our service. It's been great to be together. We do have a final song, but before we do, we have some announcements, and we also would like to take up our weekly offering. This is something we do every week uh, to help fund the support of the church here. Many of you give online. Thank you for doing that. For those that don't, we will pass the baskets, and you can give your offering at this time. While we go through the offering, while we get the offering, we're going to go through some announcements. Uh, this week, 7.15, we have midweek service for the Simi Church. Also, this uh, coming Friday, the Legends, that's our junior high ministry, has devotionals. Uh, two locations, the girls will be at the Vasquez home, the boys will be at the Chavez home. Coming up on Saturday, Reality 17, 5.30 at the L.A. Theater. If you want to know more about that, you can go to our website, simichurch.org, or our sister church site, shorelinecoc.com, and you can uh, click on the banner and find out all you need to know and register. Uh, also, we'll be back here next Sunday, 10.30 a.m. 10.30 a.m. for worship, and the, the Shoreline Church will be with, back with us. Then uh, after that, for the Shoreline Church, we will have a short planning meeting uh, after the service. This is to get ready for the new launch of the, of the Shoreline Church down in Oxnard. And then on Thursday at 7 o'clock, uh, we will have a, another planning meeting for both the Simi and the Shoreline Church. That sounds funny, but we're doing two because... Shoreline is the one that needs to get organized for the launch, and then we are helping them, so we're doing one and then the other. But uh, we want all of our leadership members to be at these meetings. If you can't make it, we totally understand, but you're encouraged to be there. And then anyone in the fellowship that just wants to be in the know and be helpful can come to these meetings as well. You're more than, more than welcome. Also coming up uh, in a, a next month, we have high school prom May 6th, hike to the cross May 13th. And, of course, Women's Day on May 20th. All of that you can go to the website and you can sign up for or learn more information about. We do have a bittersweet announcement. A very dear couple, a family to the Simi Church is moving on to our sister church in Santa Clarita. Um, they've been with us for many, many years. They're dear friends of many of us. Sarah and Kevin Cho and family will be leaving. This is their last service with us, so we put them in the back. So they sat back there. But they'll be moving on to our sister church in Santa Clarita. And uh, God bless you and uh, God with you. Uh, vaya con Dios. Um, the other thing uh, that I want to uh, uh, announce uh, real quickly is, um, I'm sorry, I already said it. Next Sunday, sorry, 10.30 a.m. right back here. At this time, we're going to stand. I'm going to say a prayer. The singers are going to come up. We're going to close with a final song. Don't forget that the photo booth is outside. You can have some fun pictures. You can enjoy some great fellowship. And then you can go on with your family events or whatever you have planned today for Easter. Thank you for being with us this morning. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, it is awesome to come together to celebrate the resurrection. We're so grateful for that amazing gift. Thank you for the love and the kindness that you've shown us. Thank you for the mercy. Thank you for the opportunity to have a relationship with you because of that. 
I pray that we've been refreshed, we've been renewed, we've been inspired by it, and God, that it'll change our lives today and this week and, and, and moving on uh, from this point forward. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It didn't break. So we're going to close out our service with Low in the Grave He Lay, also known as Up from the Grave He Arose. Please join us as we sing. Missed.